tribal trails, tribal trails. The Son of God, He's near. He chose to walk with us. These tribal trails, tribal trails, tribal trails. Welcome to Tribal Trails. Today, our guests are Gilbert and Laura Picatla. I'm really excited, Laura and Gilbert, to hear about your story. I work with you, and I know you, so I'm excited about what God has done in your life and how, how he led in your life. Gilbert, where did you come from? I grew up in Buffalo Narrows, and uh -huh. Dillon, Saskatchewan okay. uh, Reserve, and also... Uh, Buffalo Narrows, a Métis community mixed with Dene and Cree mm -hmm. and uh, Caucasian people as well. I have four sisters and nine brothers. So I was the oldest of you know, 14, yes. Okay. And dad was a commercial fisherman as well as a trapper, as well as a construction worker. That, that's what dad did, yes. Yeah. So you grew up right in, in Buffalo Narrows, and you said you grew up with Cree, Dene, and um, Caucasian. Yes. Did you find that difficult no. in that mix in school? No. I guess it would be in both worlds, I guess. That's yeah. Basically, that's the good start. I would you know, mm -hmm. get along with all different people. Sometimes we live between Buffalo Narrows and wherever Dad would be fishing sometimes, so we would move around, and sometimes Dad and I would be moving where the, the, where he's fishing is, as well as trapping, as well as construction worker at times, yeah. So how did he hear the gospel? Dad told me about when the first missionaries, Mr. Colley, came to uh, Buffalo Narrows, and he was a young man, not married yet, and Grandma Joseph and Grandpa Joseph and Grandma Lucia were there. And they had a first service in the pool room on Sunday okay. in, uh, in Buffalo Narrows. And Dad was there. And, and no doubt those missionaries prayed for Dad and Grandma and Grandpa. Life is filled with aimless desperation. Sometimes the load gets heavy And it's more than you can bear Take your fragile problems to the Master Get on your knees and handle with prayer Take it to the one who calmed the waters Take it to the one who really cares Take it to the one who made the lame to walk again Get on your knees and handle with prayer Many times we try to solve our problems we search the world for answers 
But the answer isn't there Jesus will solve every situation Get on your knees and handle with prayer Take it to the one who calmed the waters Take it to the one who really cares Take it to the one who made the lame to walk again Get on your knees and handle with prayer Get on your knees and handle with prayer I knew about God at the early age, I was taught. Our mom used to read in syllabics in Dene. Yeah. And so when I was about eight years old, dad was out fishing with a hired man and my two little sisters are right behind me. At, uh, and we were uh, eating on the floor, I remember. Mm -hmm. You know, my, yeah. mother, my mother made it. You know. mm -hmm tablecloth on the floor. Yeah. As we were eating porridge, she told us the story of uh, God opened the water and Moses and uh, the tribe of Israelites, you know, walk across. And that was, uh, that was awesome story, you know. How would she have heard that? She went to residential school okay. at the early age and uh, her dad passed away when she was 12 years old, uh, she grew up without a father. She had edu education in residential school in Beauval, you know. Good. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Laura, where do you come from? I grew up in southern Saskatchewan. I was a farm girl. I went to a little country school for my first two grades, and then we moved to town, and then we moved um, to a central high school. And I... Um, was very blessed to have good teachers and, and made some good friends in school. I was the only girl in our family, but God um, gave me a best friend that was an only child. And, and so looking back, I have much to be thankful for. Yeah. Whereabouts was that, Laura? I grew up around Dilk, around Finlater. Okay, where is that? Chamberlain is on the highway between Saskatoon and Regina, oh, and okay. Dilk is just pretty much straight east of Chamberlain. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your family. You were farming, and um, did you know the Lord? Or I was taken to church. Um, we had our struggles in our family, and uh, I didn't really know the Lord until I was 12. I was listening to a TV evangelist, and oh. I always had a sense of not being uh, right with God, just not 
really having that assurance, um, wanting to be a very good girl, but not being able to be a good girl. I can remember sometimes thinking, oh, if I could just go through one day without crying or getting into trouble. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Before that, I can recall being at a beach and um, there are shelters sometimes where people gather and have picnics and things like that. And I remember walking by this shelter when we were at the beach. I think we were there as a family and I was hearing the gospel. I heard uh, about Adam and Eve and I heard about Noah. And I remember that. I was about nine years old, I believe. And so looking back, God was, was drawing me to himself. At the age of 12, the Lord spoke to me through mm -hmm. an evangelist, and I, I knelt down and I gave my heart to the Lord. And so you accepted the Lord. Was your life better then? Um, I was still living in a family where we were not um, living out the gospel. Okay. We grew up believing that if you're good enough, that loving God will take you to heaven. Yeah. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. I was a backslidden Christian from basically the age of 12 until I rededicated my life at the age of 26. Got sick. I have full confidence that I was God's child. Yes. I was not walking in God's ways, but I know that I had the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I have a deep desire for God's Word, and I have a deep desire for Christian fellowship. When I was uh, finished high school, I went to the University of Regina, and then I was accepted into a teaching position in Gilbert's home community, and we needed to take a summer class for that uh, kindergarten nursery school position. So I was in the U of S that one summer. So how did you come to know each other? Well, Laura came to uh, uh, Dylan, where, where, you know, oh, okay. as a school teacher. There was two others, three other school teacher, but two other school teacher were young. I heard about, uh, so I was interested, you know, see. We went to a school dance at uh, the beginning in the, in the community of Dillon, and she was there, and I, when I lay eyes on her, uh, long hair, beautiful girl, I just liked her, mm -hmm. you know. Never knew that she would be my wife someday. <laughs> oh, yeah. So did you get married right away? We um, after you met, I came in the end of August, and we were married the following April, and we've been married okay. forty-seven years now. After you got married, you stayed in Dillon. Yes, or? we did live in Dillon, yeah. and uh, summer, and after the school was out, we lived in tent. You know. Yeah. I was amazed by what this gal said to me. Yeah. If I uh, under, live under a pine tree, I'll go anywhere with you. Aww. She really meant it. So we lived in the tent, and then we 
we did commercial fishing together. Oh, yeah, her and I. yeah. And I'm sure it's different, difficult times, but uh, she, she just went all the way. A learning experience, yes. learning the culture. Yes, she did, and I was amazed about that. Adam gave his love to me. Some may doubt, but I believe I would give my life for you. That's why I love you like I do. You're the reason I'm in love. You're my shining star above. You're my every dream come true. That's why I love you like I do. Man was meant to be alone He needs someone to call his own The only girl for me is you That's why I love you like I do You're the reason I'm in love You're my shining star above You're my every dream come true That's why I love you like I do Oh, you said you rededicated your life to the Lord. How did that happen? Our oldest son, at the age of four and a half, came down with spinal meningitis. And I had stopped teaching, and we had gone to Meadow Lake. Gilbert had gone to do upgrading and then carpentry training. And uh, the Lord put us in a duplex next to a lady who was involved in Bible study and she came over when we were settling in and you know introduced herself and told me about this Bible study and I was really excited and I started going to that Bible study and I believe that through the the word of God and the encouragement of Christian fellowship and through God working in in the near death of our oldest son with spinal meningitis and the prayers and financial help of, of other Christians, um, I recognize that, that I wanted to be right with God. And so I rededicated my life and from there on, it was a different story. Jesus said, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So 
How exactly did you come to know the Lord when you heard the gospel? Well, uh, like Laura said, uh, we're, we're married, and uh, our oldest son got spinal meningitis at the age of four and a half years old. And the doctor said, if he ever live, it's going to be a vegetable. Somebody will have to look after him for the rest of his life. But uh, the Christians in Metal Lake prayed for, for our son. And through that, when I was going to five and ten education upgrading, as well as to want to be a carpenter, I believe that, uh, that God used that oldest son to, to draw me to himself, that I, I want to have what those Christians have. And I knew there's something special about those Christians, and that was Jesus Christ. And when our oldest son got sick, we spent him in Jairus, I thought we were going to lose him. But God spoke to me through that. I wasn't a Christian. I prayed, you know, take me, save my son, take me home. I, I live my life. But obviously, God had other plans because Christians prayed that he get bad, he got better, better in uh, three days. So uh, I want to be a Christian. So that's how it began. So. And then that summer you went forward and, and publicly accepted the Lord and we began to, to be more serious about our Christian walk. Yes. The Bible says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners by birth, sinners by nature, sinners by choice, trying to live our lives independent of God. But God, out of His great love, intervenes. He allows us to go through hardships so as to bring us to the end of ourselves and to the thought of returning to him. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus used the parable of the lost son to teach the love of his heavenly father. The young man, after he wasted the money that his father had given to him, ended up working on a pig farm. He was poor and had nothing. When he was starving, he thought of his father. His need drove him to decide to go back to his father and confess. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father didn't say a word to reprimand him, but honored his return by giving him the best robe, a ring and a pair of sandals. The father also told his servants to prepare a feast to celebrate for his son. He was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. As a matter of fact, without God, spiritually we're all dead and lost. But through faith in Christ's sacrificial work on the cross, God makes us alive again. This is the heart of the gospel. God wants you to know him personally through his son, Jesus Christ. If you want to know more about that, call us. We're glad to hear from you. Living below in this old sinful world Hardly a comfort can afford Striving alone to 
temptation sore Where could I go but to the Lord Where could I go Oh where could I go Seeking a refuge for my soul Needs a man from above Where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? Tell me where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul There's a couple of churches that uh, really took us aside and still supporting us in prayer. And uh, the couple that was uh, my spiritual father is uh, as, uh, that registered nurse and his wife. And they have three children about the same age as we have. And they're still praying for us this day and still supporting us and so you both uh, got established in the church and yes your and Christian we walk. soon moved back to buffalo narrows and began oh, okay. to be um edward and Aunt hill were there then oh, right. and so they were a very important part in in discipling us and mm -hmm. so you know the lord has has given us uh, people all along our lives. That that nurse, their oldest daughter had spinal meningitis and God healed her. The doctor that was on call when we took him to the hospital before they did the spinal tap or when they did the spinal tap was the husband of one of the ladies that I was in Bible study with. Um, okay. So there, God had a lot of of pieces looking back. The, yeah. the, none of it is coincidence. God was totally in control. The Apostle Paul wrote to the believers in Colossae, So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. Gilbert, is there anything that God has laid on your heart to share? Yes. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, uh, 12. The Word of God is living, God's Word is living, and active, uh, flexible, you know, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit. And then it says, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts. So the Word of God judges the thoughts, our thoughts, and our attitudes of the heart, meaning the, the soul and the spirit. Yeah. And so God judges that. 
Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. So nothing, including what we think or what we do, yeah, you know. Sometimes we feel we've been watched. Yes, we've been watched. God is watching us. Not only the satellite up there is watching us, but God is truly watching us daily. And everything is uncovered, laid bare before the eyes of him we must, whom we must give an account. Mm -hmm. So someday we're going to be given account of what our actions, you know, our attitudes and our, our, uh, our thoughts. Scary, but First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. That was the promise. He will forgive us our sins. We have started with a clean slate and uh, as if we never sinned. We have an audience out there. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would like to say to them? Get to know God when He's speaking to you. And if He wants you to accept Him as your, your personal Savior and Lord, do so while, it's, while you can. And, and it's time to do it, not to wait till tomorrow or next year. Do it now and that what he, he's telling you to do in your soul and spirit. And uh, don't delay. So get to know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Right on. Jesus Christ, the sinless Savior, has taken the sin of mankind so that those who believe in him might share in God's righteousness. It is a gift from a loving God. That's why the Apostle Paul pleaded with people not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. God has promised to you and me to help. So if you hear him speak to you today, don't procrastinate, but turn to him and ask him, to deal with the sin in your life. Why not pray with me right now? Let's pray. Lord, I know I have sinned against you. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to come into my heart and to my life to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, call us. For we'd like to encourage you and support you in the growth of your walk with Christ. To those who have put their faith in the Savior, King Solomon said, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. We should not be afraid of anything, even death.
refuge for my soul.